And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. Uh, my name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I'm Tony Kerbernanzi. Connor Ennis is on assignment. No, Connor is a little bit under the weather tonight, so he will not be joining us. Uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, Hopefully he feels better. It's, it's, I wonder if it's a, kind of the – I know Tyler Miller was a, you know, a late scratch in the line oh, last right. night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. We don't need to get in the details of what's going on, but yeah, I think they said. Uh, I think Eric Durkee said he had the uh, flu, so maybe it's influenza. Similar. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, uh, as you guys know, I'm uh, I'm batching it this week. The uh, family mm-hmm. left today for sunny San Diego or San Diego. Um, so I am by myself with Draco and the rabbit all week, uh, which will be interesting because I really don't want to take care of this rabbit. Um, but they're enjoying the uh, the pool already out there in San Diego at their nice Airbnb. Um, we got snow today in Minnesota. I was telling David this uh, that this morning we got more snow than they, they told us we would. They, they said yesterday it was like, oh, we're getting like an inch, maybe a dusting. No, it turns out I got four or five inches at my freaking house. So mm. I had to pull out the snowblower for hopefully the last fucking time this year. And, and do away with the fucking snow. Well, it's supposed to be wow, 50, that, 50 tomorrow. So that's, yeah, that's crazy. I, I had, unfortunately, I had to drive uh, several hours uh, this morning. So I left my house around 8, uh, 8 a.m. And uh, I live in Plymouth, as many you know. And uh, fortunately for me, I, we didn't get that much snow. I think I got maybe two inches at my house. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. But yeah, I had a coworker that lives in Monticello, I believe. Oh, yeah. And he said he got four, yeah, about four yeah. inches. So got progressively worse as he went uh, further north. So, so that kind of ripped my plans today of going to the casino after dropping the family off at the, uh, at the airport. So what they go out there to, what, what are they doing out in San Diego? Going to catch a couple of San Diego soccer games or no, no, they're not doing no, anything fun no. like that. They're going to like the uh, San Diego zoo and probably sea world and sure. some other shit, but they're just gonna hang about by the pool. I mean, this place they got Airbnb, they got, is like fantastic. I mean, it's, it's one of those pools, a big pool with waterfalls in it. I mean, oh, they got wow. all that shit going on. Nice, you know. So, um, I mean, it, it's it's. I wish I could be there, but it's a girls' thing, so they're going and having a good time. So, um, anywho, guys, it is well. It's Monday. Uh, doing something Monday because the team decided they couldn't do their one o'clock game in New York. They had to switch it to six. So whatever. Um, we are drinking beers, and I think for the first time on this show, we're we're doing this in three different states. So myself, I'm still in Minnesota. Of course, David is in Florida and Dave, you're in South Dakota, South Dakota. So not, not quite as exciting as some of my previous uh, recording locations, no. like China, but uh, no. it's South Dakota is going to have to do for this one. When are you going to go to Russia? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not uh, nice. You know, I know my company. Have you business in Russia? But. Have you been just quickly? Have you been to Russia, Dave? I don't know. No, I no. have not. I have never okay. been there. All right. So. All right. Um, so, yes, we have three different states. We have three different breweries from different states. This is going to be exciting. So, Dave, we'll start with you since you're in South Dakota. What'd you get us from South Dakota? Okay. So, I ended up going with, of course, a new brewery for me, although I'll get into it. But, uh, I went with a brewery out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So uh, probably about a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe a little further than that from where I am now. So no chance to get to a brewery here. I'm in a fairly small town in Watertown. I don't believe there's any breweries here, although I 
I better do some research here later on this week and see maybe there is. But anyways, Remedy Brewing Company in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I am having their Queen Bee Imperial Honey Cream Ale. So it actually is kind of right up my alley, especially this year. I know I featured uh, a few, at least a few cream ales over the uh, early part of this year. And this, so this will fit right into, right into that. So, yeah, I mean, kind of speaks for itself, you know, uh, a honey cream ale, Imperial Honey Cream Ale. Um, just taking my first couple sips of this, first time I've had it, of course. And my initial impression, I was kind of worried. I didn't have a lot of selection and I was rushed for time. So, but anytime I see honey, I get a little worried that it might be too sweet. Um, that is not the case with this. Uh, it's actually, it's a really, really smooth cream ale um, with just, you know, a hint of honey. So it's not overpowering at all. Uh, yeah. So it's really, really kind of, I'm glad I uh, kind of lucked out, ran into this one. And I would have to say it's my, I believe it almost has to be the first beer that I've had from South Dakota. Of course, yeah. it's not as good as Minnesota beers, got to say, but I can't pretty darn good. I can't think of any time into a liquor store I've seen a South Dakota beer. I've seen North what? Dakota beers before, but yeah. like uh, from Fargo and some other places up there. But I haven't seen a South Dakota beer at a Minnesota it, liquor it's store. It's interesting, though. Uh, speaking of that, good. I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, because I was, you know, again, curious, never tried the, a beer from this particular brewery. And I went to their website, uh, remedybrewco.com, and they are actually distributed all over of course all over south dakota a little bit in nebraska and quite extensively in minneapolis st paul suburbs in fact i'm zooming in kind of close to where i live and i see like if i went to high v wine and spirits in plymouth i could actually oh. find uh remedy oh. remedy beers remedy go. beers so if i really fall in love with it out here then mm -hmm. uh, at least i don't have to go far to get it back home good deal um i'll go next because i'm drinking a beer from a I think I've had this on the podcast before. Uh, side note, after the game last night, guys, which I had numerous problems getting into through the VPN, uh, the in-laws decided to come over for a late dinner and kind of a pre-vacation uh, drinking um, sort of thing. So, of course, they came over and uh, I drank some beers last night because I could. And uh I went through some stuff I was going to have on the podcast, unfortunately. Uh, so luckily, luckily I still had some left over, not stuff I was going to have on the podcast, but uh, I, I'm doing Lake Monster. Uh, Dave and I were there last weekend uh, before the before the match. So uh, I got their double depth charge uh, DDH DIPA, which is, uh, you know, a juicy fruit bomb in a can is what they call it. It's hopped. Uh, it's a double hop. It's got uh, cryo mosaic, cryo amaria, amarillo. I keep saying amaria. Anyway, Citra and Idaho seven hops for bold fruity IPA goodness. So this comes in at uh, eight point five percent. That's that's what you kind of accept. I mean, it's a double double dry hopped. You said DDH. Mm -hmm. So you'd expect the higher alcohol content, you know, mm -hmm. and, and typically that's what I see when I find you can find triples out there as well. But uh, even with the doubles, you kind of expect to see that seven to nine range. And mm -hmm. I, I meant to ask Connor last week. He, I think he, I don't know if it was a double dry hop, but mm -hmm. I thought it was at least a double India pale ale or something like that. It was a double. And I mm -hmm. remember him saying the alcohol content was a little bit low and I was kind of surprised well, about that. I will say this. I didn't, we didn't really talk about this. So we were at Lake Monster. There weren't a lot of people there before the game. No. I mean, it was kind of, I don't know if people were like waiting because of the weather or what the deal was, but I, I expected more people at Lake Monster before the, uh, before the home opener. Uh, 
but there weren't. So no, and there was certainly more people last year, 2021 mm-hmm. home opener. Um, and again, could have been the weather. It was later last year, but yeah, yep. I was a little surprised to see that. Yeah. I know there's other, you know, watch parties and gatherings, pregame gatherings that are publicized, but still with the proximity of Lake Monster to Allianz Field, yeah, mm-hmm. I was expecting a much longer. Couldn't believe we walked in there. I mean, not very early, but couldn't believe we actually got a table. I was just not expecting that at all. Oh, and by the way, uh, David, we've got to tell you this. The gates were open. Oh, yeah. So you could have walked through from dual citizen over to Lake Monster. Well, you know, but if you would have tried it. And they would have been closed. Yes. Yeah. I think they've had so many issues with people walking through there. I think they finally just realized they should just leave those gates open. You know, if they have any kind of security footage, you know, pre-match days, you know, yeah. there's tons of people that did what we did uh, yeah. that one time and they're just wandering yeah. around the, yeah. the facility. So that's the point. All right. We're good. Uh, so, David, what do you got tonight? So I've got a new brewery. Um, it is from my time when I went to see the Rowdies uh, in the USL Championship final up in beautiful St. Petersburg, sorry. Um, and uh, this is Overflow Brewing in St. Pete. It is the E. Watson English Brown Ale. And I honestly don't know if we've ever had a brown ale on the podcast. I'm sure we have, um, but yeah. I just don't ever recall one sticking out. Um, I was a bit worried about this because I had gotten a crowler, and that was way back in November. And it got buried in my fridge Mm. and I found it this weekend. I was like, I wonder if this is going to be any good. Um, So I opened it and it seems like it held up. Uh, It's, you know, it's a, it's a brown ale. Um, As you guys can see, it's, it's pretty dark. Yeah. It looks like Coca-Cola. Yeah. And it's, it had a, it had a pretty um, creamy head when I poured it. Um, Dissipated pretty quickly, but um you know, it's got a good caramel, tad bit of roast, really smooth. Um, I mean, it's nothing to write home about, um, but it's, you know, if you're in St. Pete and you're hitting the breweries, uh, their E. Watson Brown Ale at Overflow is uh, quite good. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, easy drinker, 5%. So Nice. Yeah. Good, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Three different beers from three different states. Probably the first time ever. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, guys, there was a game Saturday night. Oh, no, Sunday. last night. Sorry. Sunday yep, night. Sunday That's night. right. My bad. Sunday night, it was uh, against the uh, New York Red Bulls. It was in New York. It was their home opener. Oh, wow. uh, before we get into the game a little bit, guys, I, I'm going to mention this once again because I mentioned it last night and tonight. There was, like, nobody at that damn game. No. Nobody was there. Yeah. You know? I don't it is get surprising. It. You know, this isn't, you know, I mean, Houston, I know Houston, I mean, it seems like other than Austin, but it seems like Texas teams have had that problem. Um, but yeah, you don't expect it. And I mean, maybe you'd expect it. Uh, I just, you know, maybe people don't want to like for NYCFC playing over in Yankee Stadium most of the time. You know, I could maybe understand why somebody wouldn't want to go to a game in that kind of configuration. But yeah, yeah, Red Bulls, they've been struggling lately. You know, we've touched on this. I touched on this. And at least for the last and it might even be longer, but at least at least for the last couple of years, they've really struggled with attendance throughout throughout the year. And they they have they have the attendance listed at 14, eight. Wow. Last night. 
yeah. last night. Oh, it didn't look like that much on TV. No, I don't yeah, think that's so. for sure. I mean, I think, you know, you always question what the attendance is because they generally report tickets sold. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, the stadium's, I believe it's over 20. So 14 might might have been accurate. Yeah, it just, oh. it looked less on TV. And, again, I don't I, I don't understand the, the New Yorker's mindset of not going to a game like that. It's your home well, opener. It, I, I think I mentioned this in our our texts. I've pretty sure I've heard that people hate going to Jersey. It's okay. a long commute. It's just a pain in the ass to get transfers and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, which could be could be the case. Uh, I don't really know. I've never yeah. been to RBA. No idea. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm throwing them under the bus a little prematurely. Just be, I'm just I'm, so I'm looking at uh, MLS. 2021 attendance uh and actually the red bulls clock in as a team at 17th out of 2017 last year so i was thinking they might have been at the in the bottom three they had an average attendance of thirteen thousand, just over thirteen thousand. so they were kind of right on par with that um and that but that is let me see as i look at that 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 is 17 they're 17th on the list but that's down significantly from prior years. Like in 2019, never mind 2020, but in 2019, their attendance was average was 17,000. So s- somehow they, you know, they dropped off obviously in 2020 and then have yet to recover at least through 2021 and early 2022. Oh, and I'm a little surprised, but uh, guess who's 26 on this list is when we're talking about New York, NYCFC. Was, I can't believe this, but apparently they averaged five fifty four hundred. People per game in 2021. That's hard to believe. That is. Hold, yeah, hold, on, hold, that really hard hold, hold on a second now. New York, but they play in New York City. Yeah, they play remember? Yankee Stadium. Do you remember though? Didn't New York City oh, have like some? Oh, they yeah. had the whole COVID thing going on in 2021. Yeah. Now, oh, okay. Red Bulls there, play in New Jersey. An, so yes. yeah, yeah. That yeah, there must be different. an there must be an asterisk with that one, and I think I believe that maybe NYC FC had to play in other venues as well. Could have yeah. last year. And so, yeah, that, that, that must be what's going on there because in 20, in 2019 NYCFC was averaging 21,000. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all. Yeah. And, and for reference, RBA holds 25,000. So if you're averaging 13,000, that's, that's why it looks, stadium. that's why it looks as like it does when you watch it on a TV it's, broadcast. It's pitiful. It's pitiful. I, I just can't, I can't believe it. Um, so let's get in the game guys. Uh, the starting lineups came out. We mentioned this already. Uh, Tyler Miller was a late scratch because uh, he had the influenza, he had the flu. Uh, what a surprise there. Yeah, that was so a shock. DSC gets a start. And the crazy thing also, too, guys, was that uh, our other uh, goalie. Uh, the backup goalie. Dick was not of it. He wasn't there. So Fred Emmings was the backup yeah, goalie. Right. Last I mean, night. he wasn't there. So I mean, I I have to, I haven't heard otherwise. I mean, I'm assuming he was the manager's choice of backup goalkeeper. Fred, Emmings I guess. I guess. Dick, but that's I mean surprising for yeah. what is he all of eighteen yeah. years old? Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's promising. If the, if as, as young as he is, if if um, Heath trusts him in a backup role, then that's pretty or, cool. Or Heath drank a bottle of pina on the way to New York, and <laughs> so, think anything of it. But 
but yeah, I mean, I, Tony, let's roll right along here. And I know where you're going because it, I mean, we got to talk about it. It's a massive issue early on this season and it seems like it's getting worse, um, but it's been an issue every single game. Um, the, the injury bug has bitten Minnesota significantly here over the first few matches, first few yep. part of the season come sit, coming out of, uh, I don't, I don't want to call it a relatively healthy uh, training, you know, um, preseason because there were some knocks, obviously G- Gasper had his injury in the preseason and a couple others, but it just seems like these injuries are mounting up in training for the most part. You aren't seeing a lot other than I know our Ariaga has had some game issues getting injured in games, but um, it's, but it's we- troubling. What and it's, fun- it's, ha- it's, it's really heavy on the back line too. That's the other thing. I mean, well, I saw a post by greeter, how many different combinations of, you know, the back six they've had, including the defensive mid. Right. But so. Heath had come out earlier in the week, actually right before they're going to go on the trip and said, pretty much everybody's going to be available except for Ramon Metnir. He the, well, you know what he's, guy. You know what he's doing well, there. He's I understand. Poker. He's playing a little poker. <laughs> Apparently. So then we find out Debassi's like, Mm. not available where's he at uh chase is back in but he's not starting uh so what the fuck are we doing on the back line and then o'neill yeah, Fi- yeah o'neill fisher o'neill fisher injured. was injured yeah um and, yeah and of course met near you mentioned so i mean that's four what four key yeah. names debasi and, and you and forgot Becker. to say ML, mls veteran O'Neal MLS Fisher. veteran O'Neill Fisher, Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. yeah, who has played an important role for this. He has and and the, as a depth as, as a depth piece. Yeah. So now, now your depth of your depth is being tested literally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that 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 was you, you going into the game. I think we all felt the same way. You're like, okay, great. I like the front four. I like I like the the attacking four that we have. At least we got to keep yeah. throwing them out there. You would think. Yeah, uh, we'll get to the we'll get to the whole the new issue later. But you know yeah. where I'm going and. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think here you go uh, back to what 2021, where you're throwing your well, uh, utility knife, you know, Hassani Dotson in, in your in your. I guess so. He played, did he start at the right back? I guess he did. I thought DJ Taylor typically played right back, but I could be wrong. Well, well, yeah, uh, Dotson can't play left back, so <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, think that... I saw him over on the. I swear I saw him over on the left side, but maybe not. Uh, so periodically. what? A... What have we had, guys? We've had three games now. I think we've had three different midfield combinations. Well, and yeah, we've had three different back yes. four combinations. Yeah. At least. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. At least because you look at everybody who's played right back. You have O'Neill mm-hmm. Fisher. I didn't. I mean, O'Neill Fisher. I mean, DJ Taylor came in, played there. Yeah. Metnir hasn't played there yet. Um, who am I missing? But. So you've yeah. had you've had these different combinations in the midfield and the back and and, the, and center and back defense. and your and center backs as well. Yeah, exactly right. So you've had this rotation going is it, on. Has it been Boxel? Is Boxel the only Boxel's, I think is the only player. one who has sat in the same position every started game. all and started right. all three yeah. games. Yeah, and I played, believe played every minute mm-hmm. of all three games, nevertheless too. But yeah, he's the only player to to play in on all three games. I'm so yeah, I'm sure Coleman Coleman might have made an appearance in all three. But our front four has been solidly there three dude. games, but everybody else has been, yeah, whatever. So don't you have to get a little nervous? And I mean, we have, I mean, hey, we saw what Dane Sinclair did in um 2020. And you know, granted, he didn't have a good start to last year, but I mean that I kind of look at that as an anomaly. Hopefully, 
Oh, oh. and he had Dane St. Clair had a strong preseason, according to all reports. There was, you know, it was, I think at one point he described the goalkeeping situation almost like 50 50. They're going, they're yeah. going out to compete for that starting job. And so, bottom line is, yeah, you have faith in Dane St. Clair 100%, but, but it's his first start of the season. He hadn't started in quite some time. I think he did get that start out in Portland in November of last year. I completely forgot about that. The playoff. Do you start the playoff match? I don't remember that. Maybe you know, not. I don't I, even remember. I, anyways, I think he did get a solo kind of standalone start in in last late last year. But basically, you know, he started obviously 2021 and did not uh, finish she, the year very strong, obviously. And but she, so, I mean, my point is, OK, he's not he hasn't got a lot of game time this year. That's my point. So are you how nervous are you now with a no, shift back not, line? I mean, I, I wasn't at all, really. No. Um, the 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 back the back four was, you know, the, the big question marks for me were the, the fullbacks. Um, you know, I've, I've never really felt DJ Taylor um, held up very well. Um, and I've never liked Dotson on the right. Um, yeah. and, and so for me, I, 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 you know, a lot of people don't like Kelman. Uh, you know, he got yanked. What was that last game? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally, I've never been concerned about him in the back and he's yeah. he's stood up really pretty well even he's, when he gets yanked it's not really he's that bad it, it's i'm glad you brought that up david it's interesting like the, yeah the last game you're right he got pulled i was a little surprised when that happened i mean i don't i didn't have i wasn't laser focused on his defense um but it seemed like he he actually had some you know i think he like did a back heel kind of flick and had some nice passing assists and, you know, creating chances, I guess, scoring chances, you know, getting yeah, up, you know, up, I, the, up the field. Looked kind of good in my yeah, opinion. I was thinking that him getting yanked last match had a lot to do more with the left side mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and just trying to get mm-hmm. more activity down that side than necessarily his play. I mean, he had a few shaky moments, but – um, I didn't think it was really that bad. And so for me going into the game last night, I didn't, I wasn't overly concerned about um, Kelman yeah. and Boxel. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Taylor, you know, is, he's just kind of an unknown Dotson. We know he does not perform that great on the right. Nope. Um, so for me, that was the big thing. The other one was trap and Ariaga haven't played together. So nope. that was worrisome for me um i i mean overall i thought ariaga was fantastic and mm. i think trap was you know really pretty good too but he was the lesser of the two for me um yeah, yeah I, I i wasn't super concerned um but it's new york red bull they scored uh three and a half goals a game for the first two matches yep. yeah i mean they they've got a potent attack they had four against Toronto. I think we brought that up yeah. last week. But yeah, four against Toronto in the first half alone. Um, but I will yeah, say Lewis Morgan with the hat trick. And yeah, so dangerous. At least they, they're, they're scoring goals. Yeah. You know. I will say this, guys. Was not concerned because DSC, get this. He's coming up in a big spot right now, right? He's got to come mm. in at the last minute. He's playing in New York, New York's home opener. Okay. Uh, we haven't, we've, we've had two draws. You know, he wants to keep he wants to keep that that streak alive. You're, you're darn right. He does. And, and it's, 
for club and you know himself personally in country mm-hmm. club and country he and i really loved it i mean tony you might have missed it david i don't been maybe with espn plus you might have missed it too although it's probably been all over twitter by now but it, he was in inter- i was watching the pregame last night on on valley sports north and he was interviewed by i believe kendra maybe cal was there too but i mean they, he specifically said like listen i you know, what do you think, you know, what, what do you want? What do you think? Are you nervous? Or, you know, what do you think about this spot, your opportunity? And he's like, he just took it by the mm-hmm. horns. He's like, Oh, I want to go out there. I'm extremely confident. I want to go out there and mm-hmm. perform well. And basically he made a reference to the, you know, the world. It, he said, it's a world cup year. I'm based I'm paraphrasing, but I'm good enough to be on that roster. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, I don't know that he said start, but I mean, that's what he's playing for. So I just love those pregame comments by him. He knew, he knows what's going on. It's a big year. He's, it's a big opportunity all of a sudden for him. And, you know, he knew how big this game was for him personally. And I just love those comments. Like he said, I'm good enough to start or play, be at least be on that world cup roster for Canada. Cause I know he wasn't, you know, in the last round of qualification games. I trust so. the kid. I trust him. You yeah. know, and I, again, there's nothing against Tyler Miller, right? Because Tyler Miller is a grain belt premium uh, spokesperson. So I love him for that. But the fact is, before we get into this game, guys, DSC has that flair. There's something about the kid that I just like. I don't know what it is. I, I really don't. But he's got that that it quality to him, right? Like, he's kind of a, I don't know, he's a, a flair type of goaltender. Like, he just yeah. has it. He's got a personality. Every time I watch him, he's just like so animated and stuff. It's yeah. Yeah. More well, so definitely more so than Tyler Miller. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's a, and there's there. nothing wrong with Tyler Miller. Totally agree. And you know, one thing, one other thing I will say about the pregame comments that I really found interesting other than the world cup uh, Canada team, Canada, Canada squad, sorry, was that, you know, he was specifically asked, Hey, how are you feeling about this? You know, back line it's it's you know you've got a lot of injuries you know how do you feel about these guys step needing to step in and of course he's you know he's not going to say he's concerned we all know that but i mean he specifically what i want to get to is he specifically said hey you know and the two guys kind of david that you worried about were being most maybe not worried but had an issue potential you know you had a little thoughts about them was he made a reference to uh, Hassani dotson and dj taylor but basically saying hey those are two of my best friends on the club so I'm extremely comfortable with those guys and where they're at. So that I think that's a, a, a good layer, especially when they needed to make the changes they did due to injuries, that you have a guy in Dane St. Clair that's comfortable with his uh, fullbacks. So, yep. yeah. That's good. So let's get into this game, guys, which I couldn't watch the first half of because, um, of course, we talked about the fact they switched the times from the 1 o'clock to the 6 o'clock. It was supposed to be on the CW along with Bally Sports. But because of the time switch, the CW decided to play the People's Choice Awards uh, instead of the Loons game, which is so shitty because, you know, what you can do. You can play the Loons game and just say the People's Choice Awards will be shown at 1 a.m. I don't understand what the fuck the problem was, but whatever. I had to get in the VPN. My VPN wasn't working, so I missed the first half of the game. You guys can. There there wasn't a lot to see. No, no. Uh, I mean, it was. Uh, mostly Red Bull, um, you know, Minnesota had, they had one really good sequence that was served by Franco early on, um, set up a string of maybe six, seven passes, got all the way down to the edge of the box and Ray lost possession. I mean, that was, that was basically the entire first half. Um, 
uh, obviously Dave could probably fit in some more, but defensively, um, they were really shaky coming out of the gate. Um, but then they kind of settled down. Mm -hmm. Um, there was obvious an obvious, um, issue early on as well. The handball we'll talk about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Dave would have. Yeah, I was, no, I was curious to hear what your notes were because I mean, I, I was, I think I made a, I mean, if we're just going to put the first half in a nutshell before talking about a couple of details. Yeah. I was like, I remember trying to, I reached out to you guys in the text thread saying, you know, what are the positives that you can pull out of this first half? And cause the, in my mind, I mean, I always do my best, but I knew there wasn't a whole lot of positives other than the fact that scoreline, you know, is nil, nil, you, you got right. out of the first half nil, nil, um, not to play spoiler, but that's basically, you know, you know, we're not beating around the bush here for this one. And yeah, cause it, it, there was, I think you touched on it, David, and that was my concern. I mean, you just – coming out of the midfield, um, we were talking about it. Um, the combination, you know, who – Reno, first of all, and they talked about it on the broadcast as well, so I'm not – you know, this is not original thought, but Reynoso did not have a good first half at he all. He had a terrible first half. Yeah, And so that's frustrating. That's your playmaker. That's your 10. That's the guy that you – look. you know, we know this club, you know, you expect – kind of everything to go through Ray, start with Ray or not start with Ray, but, you know, kind of go through Ray as you get in the attack, attacking third final. And yeah, it was, that's, that's what stuck out to me so much. It was just a really rough first half for him, but not just, not just Ray. And you mentioned Franco Pane, I think, and it's just that combination of Franco Pane, Ray and Robin Lude. They just, they just, it just wasn't good. There, there was no, I just didn't feel like you, you, they could, it, they had trouble stringing passes together, advancing the ball, dribbling, you name it. They were struggling mightily in the first half. And of course, then, you know, Luis Samaria wasn't getting the good quality service that, you know, he needs. And, you know, you're not, I mean, he, Luis Samaria is, is a good player and he can do a little more on his own than maybe a, a guy like Canoe, but he, he still needs good quality service as a striker yeah. if he's going to be successful yeah, exactly. and scoring 20 plus goals, which is, you know, everybody's dream and his goal, I think personally. So, yeah, for me, it was just a frustrating half. Um, David, I think you said it, uh, though, when we can touch that. I think that, you know, the Red Bulls were pressing, and that was no surprise. I mean, that Heath knew that was going to be happening. Everybody, you know, the team knew it was going to happen. They pressed early, and boy, did they. But, you know, shaky to start, but I think you said it, David, last night. They kind of – the defense kind of came into the game and found its thing. Yeah, and, and it, you know, it only took, you know, maybe – I don't know, 15 minutes. And all of a sudden they'd kind of figured it out. And I think a lot of that had to do with Ariaga. I mean, man, Kervin's mm. a monster. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think there is a quote from Adrian Heath um, saying that he thinks we really found one, like we found a legit signing in, in Kervin. And I, I agree 100%. I mean, it's only been three games, mm -hmm. but Man, that guy is imposing in the mm -hmm. midfield. Um, every, everything about him, he's he's calm. He's even when he's calm, he has this like a little erratic edge to him that makes him a bit unpredictable. But he'll go in for a tackle. He'll win the ball. He'll he'll uh, intercept the pass. He can recover really quickly on on a change of possession. He's he's imposing with his height. Um, you know, he's his passing is outrageously good. Um, I mean, I think he was over he was over 80 percent last 
last night in passing. He had multiple passes into the attacking third. I mean, he is seriously the real deal. I I really believe he is. Yeah. So there's I think, a. I think you kind of referenced it, um, and but I don't. I couldn't remember if you mentioned Arriaga, but the dime that he put onto Franco. I mean, just you know, oh, right. Yeah, the the ball that played down the middle of the field from distance to put it on to Frank Apane, who then proceeded to, I don't know what you want, what you called it, but it just wasn't good. You know, Franco couldn't do anything with it. And yeah, just frustrating. I know. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, frustrating for me, it was frustrating the first half. And I think for most players, because it was the attacking, there was no attack. There was no shots on goal. I mean, I think for most of the first half, you know, DSC had the most touches in the game and there's just they couldn't get anything going so super so, frustrating other than the fact that they held they held you know the red bull scoreless in where you could are you know you could definitely argue that there could have been a couple goals scored in this game because we you know we've touched on it dane st Clair uh showed up big time and let's get to it because it happened in the in the basically the 11th minute a penalty was called on uh hassani dotson actually who <laughs> maybe we'd have a later too but I nearly had two handballs in this game but yeah he did Needless to say, in the 11th minute, uh, Dotson was called uh, for a handball. They, they actually went to VAR uh, yes. in the box, handball in the box. They went to VAR, and it's interesting uh, for most of our listeners probably who watched on Bally's, um, you know, Kendra was saying she thought it was foul. It's a little – it's very – It's it feels subjective. I don't even want to have an opinion sometimes because I just – I don't know. It, it's hard to say. His arm was extended. Was it – Right, you know, yeah. His, and – it comes down to that. It's like, do you call do you call it a handball simply because his arms extended, or do you not call it a handball because he was clearly moving away from the ball? And it, mm-hmm. you know, I was telling you guys that the the Red Bull announcers were like, "That's not a penalty. That's not a penalty." And he, the, that's the one. The commentator even came back to it later and said that was not. He came back in the second half. He brought it that, up again. Yeah. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I thought it was funny that, you know, the, the Minnesota announcers were saying, yes, that's a penalty. And then the New York announcers were saying, no, I don't think it's, I thought that yeah. was kind of interesting uh, how it worked. But again, that's what I'm saying. It's, it feels subjective to me and I, I hate making those calls sometimes, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, his hand, you're right. His hand was, it was extended, but it was moving. What'd you say? Moving back, but wasn't it kind of moving down? I don't know. It it's again, let's not get into yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Called it a penalty. You, but it is, it's, it's one of those penalties that you can see going either way so it's a little yeah odd and, I, and i i think i said that it, it, it wouldn't matter what the situation was i was fine with whatever the outcome was because i was like well you can make an argument either way so but yeah um, who um so who stepped up for the red bulls uh was it Kamala? Uh, yeah kamala yep. um and it, i mean that was the worst mm. i see penalty i see replays ever I've seen replays. You are correct, David. That was the worst penalty I've seen. So let me, yeah, and, yeah, and I agree. It, it, there wasn't enough pace on it. He didn't get it out wide enough. It was and he low. led dots. He, I well, mean, he led DSC to the side. That was my question. So it wasn't, yeah. in your opinion, and I think it's my opinion, but in your opinion, do you think that uh, it wasn't that uh, DSC guessed right and then made a comfortable save? But do you think he saw that coming all the way? I mean, if I was looking at, um, they showed a replay from the from behind the net and it, it looked to me i mean it looked like klamala was literally leaning into the right side 
his well his right side um i mean from the very get-go it it was going right you could see it i i don't think dsc i mean i'm not taking anything away from dsc it's still a penalty kick that's very difficult to stop um i mean i think dsc ultimately got a hint and it, it was good of him to see whatever he saw um but it, to me on the replay it looked like Lamala was going right that direction um, from the very beginning is right in the run-up. So, um, and it, like you said, Dave, there was no pace on that whatsoever. Um, it was on the ground. It was just, he was poor. I mean, fantastic. And I'm going to bring it up again. <laughs> the, the New York announcer called it poetic justice mm. for mm. the fact that the PK was called and Klamala just bombed it. Okay. Yeah. It's, but, you know, but the bottom line is, you know, it, it was – I kind of resigned myself, you know. Oh, you know, obviously the odds of scoring a penalty kick are fairly high in, in any in any league. Um, but uh, so I kind of resigned myself. Oh, it's going to be an early deficit yeah. on the road. But especially after the first – I mean, that happened. I mean, he saved it in the 14th minute. So, But especially the way the game was looking after the first just 10 minutes, you know, I wasn't too optimistic, you know. They were getting pressured, you know, Red Bulls were pressuring heavy, not surprising, but the R attack was not looking good at all. But, 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 I mean, whether it was a good penalty attempt or not, I mean, talk about, you know, a potential momentum swing and you're firing up the confidence of Dane St. Clair just right off the bat in the first 15 minutes of this game. That's huge. I mean, that's huge for Minnesota to get out of that without you know, allowing a goal. So that, that was awesome. That was just, yeah, you know, and I think it's also one of those, it's a momentum swing toward Minnesota simply out of the fact that it takes the wind out of the sails of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they still had relatively meaningful possession the entire first half, but it's still, you have that opportunity blowing in the back of your mind, going and going and going. And it, it, it can just be one of those mental blocks, you know, Klamala didn't, um, I wouldn't say looked bad, but I don't think he looked that great the entire rest of the game before he came out. Um, and, you know, it's it's one of those things that, I mean, you have one, one little action that can change the, an entire match. And honestly, I think that's exactly what it was. Um, like you said, it boosted Dane's confidence. And he had some huge saves after that. Oh, man, did he? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it well, it was perfect for us. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it, it was. was. Yeah. And yeah, Tony, you're lucky you started, you know, started watching the second half. That's really when things started heating What's... up for, for both the loons and Dane. I mean, Dane, I think had in the three for I think he had a save or two in the first half, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of good saves, but it, I mean, he really started to put on a show in that second half. Well, let's get in the second half before we get in the second half, guys. I have two things to say. One, if people on the broadcast are hearing uh, crickets in the background. Oh, I was going to ask about that. That's Sterling because he's in Florida. Okay. And the is crickets it... are going back crazy. And maybe uh, it's you, like, you, well, there's tree frogs around here. Too. And tree I was frogs. Gonna say, yeah. it, maybe it's like a, uh, it's like when people have a bird or you have, uh, yeah. you, you've had a bird for years or maybe a fire alarm has been beeping for so long that you start to ignore it, but the other people can't. <laughs> so I was, I was going to bring it up earlier in the podcast. And <laughs> no asked, what is that noise? I assumed it was no crickets. Man. It's crickets. Yeah. It's I, I, in Florida. 
Yeah, I don't even notice it. Tony will edit that. Tony will edit that out. No, I'm not. No, No, it's 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 ambiance. It's background noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and another thing too, guys. Before we get in the second half, let's not spend too much time on this because David already did. Uh, Ariaga, uh, there is a uh, I don't know, a vocal minority in this area that thinks Ariaga is a piece of shit. Yeah, I I and and, uh, I'm not gonna say who those people are, but. I'm just saying, uh, from what I've seen, he's not a piece of shit. I'm confused. I have not seen that. Oh, well, okay. It was it? Yeah, I mean, I Tony, I know what you're talking about. If you want to yeah. let David in on it, you can. Uh, but I, I'm glad you said it because I think mm-hmm. it is a minority, very much mm-hmm. so. I think a lot of people are recognizing what yeah. Ariaga is doing. The only thing that's, I'm getting, I'm, yeah, I want to see him on the pitch every game. I mean, I, yeah. I, he. He had a, he was dealing with some injuries throughout this game, you know. I think it was you could tell it was his chest or side of the chest or you know he had was it the thorax thorax that, uh, yeah so it was the thor so I don't know if it's the same injury because you could it looked like he was reaching for his ribs but it looked like he was kind of getting beat up a little bit during this game so hopefully he can come out and stay healthy. But we'll see what it's the same people who have a problem with everything the loons do. So you know okay whatever you know they can have their own opinions that's fine. Let's not, you know, well, let's, is it maybe somebody that's blocked me? Probably. Probably. That's maybe why. And, and, yeah. but you know, we, what we typically do on this pod is, you know, we keep things on the field for the most part. We don't talk about issues off the field. And I didn't name them. I didn't know some of our listeners, some of our listeners will know who I'm talking about, but I won't name them. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get in the second half guys. Um, that's when I actually got my VPN to work, which is fantastic. Uh, so I was able to see uh, most of the second half, and I was able to see. Well, good lord, uh, do you guys want to talk about this right away? I mean, this was this was it right here. This was the what we've been waiting for all freaking season, right? Well, you know, Dane actually had a really good save. I was going to say we gotta we gotta talk okay. about. Well, Dane go ahead with Dane St. Clair say. Okay, go ahead, Dave. If you've got notes or if you got them He's, in front of you. Oh, we'll talk about this. He's getting accolades this week anyway. So why are we going to talk about it? Come on. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that. We'll get that at the end of the at the end of the, the game here. But yeah, Dave, if you have notes specifically on, on some of those early saves, very early. Uh, I don't have any notes specifically yeah. on them. Um, it's just but, he had a killer save. I think it was from Klamala. Um, and then he had the kick save. Um, yeah, and that I think was I think that was Fernandez, Omir Fernandez from I the think, Red Bulls. I think you're right. I, I, sorry um, if I'm mixing that up, but bottom line, I mean, that's his, his. He ended up with eight saves in the night, and and most of those came in the second half. He had a couple in the first, I believe, at least one. But yeah, I mean, it, well, we did. We don't really need PK. to go into them at all. We just need to but, address yeah, the, the fact the, that he had the few amazing saves. Two, and just I don't know the confidence he's playing right now is incredible for for a goalkeeper making his first start of the year. And the first, you know, significant start in a while, other than that, maybe one outlier. Just, I mean, yeah, his his kick save, his foot save was just unbelievable. I don't have the minute in front of me, but if you've seen the highlights, you've seen the save. It yeah. was just unbelievable. And then I can't, and then sorry again, I, I can't think specifically the, the on the timeline of when this was, but you know, he came out. I think it was Aaron Long that had a, an amazing chance, but Dane just came out of his line. And just got close, yeah, blocked right. him. That was right after that was just, the. That was right after our goal. So that yes, was after that the. Was. That was after yep. the goal. But I mean, he that one sticks out to me as well. Obviously, the 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 kick save, the foot save, where 
he got big enough to keep keep that out of goal. And then the Aaron Long, I mean, I, I thought that was a goal, but the way that Dane just came up and you know blocked that shot was just I thought was incredible. But yeah, I mean, I those, mean are two, I, those are two of my favorites. But he had eight saves in the game. Yeah, the I, I think I think if he if he wants to play in Europe, he needs to save the video of mm-hmm. this match mm-hmm. because yeah. Well, he looked, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't fluky. It wasn't lucky. And these saves weren't just, oh, you catch, you know, you know, lazy shot. He catches in his gut. And, you know, these were right. impressive. We, we talked about That's we, the thing. We so talked about this. We talked about fluky. this. Yeah. We talked about this in previous times he started, though. He yeah. has those types of saves. He it does. is ridiculous that he does what he does. And yep. then I don't know if Adrian, he thinks, well, He's just getting, I don't, I don't call it luck, but he's on a streak. And Adrian Heath wants to go back to the more like settled down veteran guy in well, uh, Tyler Miller. I mean, it I'm could glad be some I'm, of that. I'm yeah. glad you, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And I think that we, sh- as long as we're talking about Dane, we let's keep going. Um, because other than the goal, you know, mm-hmm. we want to talk about Dane. That's about it. And so, I, the question for you guys is, can they possibly go back to Tyler Miller? After, can you put Dane St. Clair on the bench after a performance like Of course, like of course that? you yes. can. Of course you can. You, because, see, okay, see, I'm, you know what? I'm glad you said that. Now, believe me, as a fan, I would love to see Dane St. Clair back out there next week against San Jose at, you know, at Alliance Field. But um, I, I just, I have my doubts. I, I want to see him as a fan, but I just have my doubts that he, I mean, and I do too. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. And, but so my, yeah, my question specifically was not, do you want to see him? My question right. is, do you think we'll see him out there? No, no. And I, I, I think so. I I'm a little less. Your, your first question was, is it possible to not see him? Mm, and I said, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Will we see him? I'm less confident in my answer on that. I, I mm-hmm. think you, you go with a hot hand. Heath has done that. Yeah, um, he has, but regularly. And, then, and I mean, Tyler Miller has played strong enough. He hasn't had a, a performance like Dane's last night. But I mean, Tyler Miller, you know, only two goals allowed through two games. I mean, so he he's been strong enough. Yeah, not close but, to he. He just hasn't either had the opportunities or a performance like Dane's. No, Heath I is think, old well, Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, true. he's he, he's the type he of guy who's. Guess what? You got injured, not injured, but if you got sick for a game, he's not going to put it against you if the guy wins, right. you know, he's the best player on the pitch. You know, you, you still got your position. And it all depend on, again, training this week, you know, maybe Tyler Miller doesn't come back very well, well from being sick. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's an international break after this match. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe he just lets him sit out mm-hmm. and if so he can get fully mm-hmm. healthy. And, and and maybe yeah, you're good good points because it could be out of necessity because yeah, I mean obviously it was a late minute scratch that no one really had seen coming up until the you know an hour before the match started. So I mean, depending on when his symptoms came on, if he's suffering the flu, he might be out for a couple two three days, four days longer. Well, Who knows? he could so be he, out for a couple weeks. He could, I mean, yeah. Influenza yeah. can be rough. So let's get off of the whole DSE. Train, let's talk about this only goal we got in this game, guys. Yeah. Uh, because uh, this is from Amaria, guys. I mean, we've been waiting for this He's back. He's back, back, and again, it was a nice little uh pass in the box from Hassani Dotson. 
Well, and so it was, it was, so basically, yeah, to set this up, I mean, it was off like the corner, it was a corner kick. I think Reynoso took the corner. Yes. It, it, he, he got it into the box, but it was, def- it was, it was booted out, defended out by, I'm, I believe it was Herbal's got it out, but Hadani, Hassani Dotson was in the right spot. And then for him, you know, it looked well defended at first, but it, unfortunately for New York Red Bulls, it came right to Hassani Dotson in space. And then he put a ball in to find armoria who was left on mark with way too much space so yeah one yeah, time that, it, volley you know we, beautiful yeah. it was perfect Be- beautiful assist beautiful um volley beautiful yeah. and that's yeah. what we've been looking for exactly right so i know we did this goal quickly guys because i think dsc was the really the game for this i mean he was the guy for this game yesterday uh amaria was just he put a goal in there to give us the, the win yeah. pretty much. Um, so we did win this game guys. One nil uh, just briefly Bongi got in there again, which yep. we're going to see. I think we're going to see that in most games. Now I think we're going to see that him coming in in the 70th minute or 80th minute to give him a little bit of a spark moving forward, depending where we're at in the game. Uh, they went defensively at the end of the game. Rosales came in for Ray to try to came in exactly right so yeah you know it was well it was well played at the end of this match i will say this heath played it very well at the end of this match bringing subs in that need to be in there i think so and the Mm -hmm. the only it's going to be a talking point until it isn't um but the you know i know people are just talking about the fact that adrian hanu is is sitting on the bench he's one of your highest played players designated but we didn't need him Let's right, right. That's that's and and that's w- exactly what I wanted to hear, David. I mean, they didn't need him, not in this game. Mm-hmm. And 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 people might, you know, people are saying, well, why why are you bringing on, say, uh, Rosales instead of Hanu? I mean, Hanu, you know. But I think they're thinking it purely of a salary comparison. There. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, not- and frust- frustrating it is. Hey, it is frustrating that we haven't seen more of Hanu through three games. That that's just but a fact. This is the this but, is yeah. the NFL. Yeah. This is right. the NFL, Dave. This is the NFL where if you have a guy sitting on the bench who's making $30 million and not playing, well, that's a problem. Here, MLS is totally different. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a merit, you know, it's a meritocracy or whatever. If mm-hmm. I'm using that right or not, I don't know. But I mean, yeah. He, you know, I, and when I say that, it must be from what's happening in training or just their confidence in Luis Amaria and, and, well, and his, his, they don't want to, you know, everybody wants to see David and yourself included. I know want, you know, maybe a, a, a lineup, a, a formation where you can see two strikers in the game. And yeah. I, I just think, you know, but, we knew from the very beginning, Adrian Heath wanted Amaria back. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get him last year. All of a sudden, I mean, before the season even ended, there were rumors that we were already talking to get Amaria back. Mm-hmm. There was no way once we signed Amaria that he wasn't going to be the starter. I mean, yeah. as crazy as it sounds with the fact that we have money that was paid for Anu sitting on the bench. It was going to be Amaria from the very beginning. As mm-hmm. soon as yeah. everything yeah. was done, it was going to be Amaria. I think yeah. the thing is, Dave, you mentioned it earlier and earlier. It was that Amaria can do more than Unu can. Mm-hmm. So 
he brings a versatility to the to the attack that Anu doesn't. There's yeah, a reason why Anu likes to play with another striker that, because he's not that guy. And Maria is. That's a great uh, point. I mean, it, and it, to everybody that's frustrated that he didn't play, he Anu's been in two other matches, right? He was in both. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah. first yeah. and second, right? Not yeah. a lot. And, 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 it, and but it's Tony's- still, we didn't need him. We yeah. had the lead, and there was no way we were getting a second goal. So just let it go. Yeah, they and play defensive. They didn't need him, and you know, or do you want to see him? I mean, I think the Rosales move was. I was actually kind of impressed with that because, like, what's the point of bringing in Hanu for five minutes, maybe eight right. minutes with right. added time? There, there, there's really no point there. Right. What's the point? Yeah. And then also, you know, they they when I mean they brought on a long way, but that was you know. Do unfortunately, hopefully it's not serious, but an injury to Franco right. um, at that point in the game. So, yeah, I just think this if he's not starting this game, we didn't need to see him. You know, yeah. and, that, and then I, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we're all on the same page because that's kind of how I feel, too. Not- DP, DPs. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's got a DP designation. I don't give a shit how much money he's not. Anu is not making like serious big cash. I mean, he's making some money. I mean, it is big money for us. Sure. But well, that's the owner's problem. That's not then, our problem, right? I mean, why do we? And it's why not do we? Adrian's problem. Why do we? What, again, get again. We we get so caught up on how much guys are making uh, in pro sports, and they should be well, starting if they're making this much money. No, I don't give he, a shit if a is making five million dollars and Amria is making a hundred thousand bucks. If Amria is the best player, you fucking start the best player. Well, yeah, and, and I, you know, I, I it agree. says a lot to depth. If you can have a big pair yeah. sitting on the bench, go ahead you know, with with a new in the, this case that maybe doesn't work out very well. But if you can have depth that's actually good enough to be commanding a pay, yeah. that's good enough to start. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, no, it's a good problem to have. And I mean, the fact is, there's there's like players like, um, and I'm not talking. I'm just gonna open it up to the whole team here. You players like Frank Apane, um. And then Ariaga, who we talked about earlier, I mean, they, they have relative bar, they're bargains for what they're being paid, right. you know, last year in case of, of uh, Franco and even this year. But yeah, Ariaga, his deal is starting to look like it might be a potential bargain. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can spread that, you know, you spread out the money and yeah, maybe you're paying a lot for, for her new and that's just the way it is. Tony, I'm 100% agree with what you say. I think that's absolutely the fact. And, and guess what? D- depth at striker, that's not a, Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to say it sucks that who knew isn't getting more playing time. We all, I mean, he's done, you know, David, I thought you pointed out on Twitter, maybe where, you know, they they've done well with him in the game. They, he scored what eight goals last year, seven goals. Yeah. Um, He, he, he's starting to look good, but deep depth at striker. That's a good thing. Cause what if Armria gets hurt again? Mm-hmm. Um, then you, Hey, you have Hanu. We haven't even seen Abu Danladi yet. A guy that they oh, brought yeah. back before right. the, pr- uh, Armory, the, the Prince before of Armory. the Prince of preseason training, I guess. Uh, right. Yeah, we have docked up. So yeah. Let, if, if that's our biggest problem that we aren't seeing Hanu more of Hanu, yeah. then I think that's a good problem to have, I guess. I mean, I'm not overly concerned at this point. Let's, I mean, I, I just want to see that front four as a unit, and it's not even, David, you pointed it out more than anybody. I mean, I just want to see the front four as a unit be a little more effective. Um, let's, now, you're on the road at, at Red Bulls, like, but we keep saying this. Okay, you're playing Nashville. They're a tough 
squad. You start with Philly on the road. That's a tough squad. You know, there's a lot of tough squads, tough clubs in MLS. And so I still, I don't care who they're playing. I want to start seeing some more goals by the Let's, front four. Speaking of front four guys, let's talk about that. Let's do a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about the front four. David's got a little rant. I'm sure he wants to do about the front four, about goal scoring a little bit. We'll give our predictions for next week. And then a quick funny story. So we'll be back in just one minute. And we're back. Quick break, guys. Uh, David had to go grab his crowler, growler, a beer. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually surprised it's still good after in November, right? Yeah, Yeah. I'm impressed. They must have wrapped that pretty good. Yeah, I, I was really, really worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But there's nothing, you know. I've had some that taste a little tinny mm-hmm. after like a couple weeks. Um, no, this is good. Yeah. So we went to break, guys. I mean, want to talk about uh, first off, right here is uh, David had some uh, on Twitter talking about the front four lack of goals and why it's not really their. I wouldn't say problem, but not the reason why they're not scoring goals. Right, David? Is that what you pretty much were saying? Yeah, you know, we're, we're always talking about how, you know, I'm going to go way back. Um, Ramona Bila wasn't oh. any good. Angela Rodriguez wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, we move in. Well, sorry, I guess those two are flipped. Um, then we we have Adrian Anu spent a bunch of money, not any good. Um, now we have, you know, Luis and Maria back and he's only now scored a goal third game in, mm-hmm. we're not getting any, you know, we're not scoring goals, blah, 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 blah. And I, I think people keep saying, well, we can't pick a striker. Uh, Adrian Heath is supposed to be a striker whisperer and he sucks. Right. I think it comes down to a bit more, um, nuanced conversation and that is we're not talking about the people behind the striker and no one wants to talk about that because who's behind the striker it's Emmanuel Reynoso yes and it then obviously Robin Wood who everybody likes and uh, Franco Franco Pane who everyone hates Um, and so we we need to start talking about how these three guys are playing behind our striker. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, they have not really been that good. And I think I said in the tweet that um, no striker is going to score a bunch of goals with these guys because they're just not playing well together. Dave, you mentioned this um, when we were talking the first half. They're they're just not together. They're not they're not playing as a cohesive unit. Uh, I, I went through some stats. Uh, one sixth of our touches were in the final third. 100, 100 touches out of 629 were in the final third. We had two passes that went inside the 18. That was one of them was from Amaria. So that completely yeah. blows it up. I was going to say, Am- Amaria actually had, I mean, Amaria had a nice. I mean, Amaria, like unselfishly, maybe too too unselfish, but I mean, he really set up Reynoso for a nice, you know, exactly. a, a huge 
chance at a, a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, which we didn't talk about that that Ray pretty much just like a couple of them. He had a couple that of but it was yeah, he had a couple of huge missed opportunities and um but overall what David's saying it, it his play well, was just yeah. not good and it, and it, the other pass was Dotson to Amaria for the goal. Mm-hmm. So I mean mm-hmm. you have those you had Amaria was targeted 52 times which is a lot Wow, yeah. But they only completed 63 of them, 63%. I mean, you're so the service is just not there. It's not happening. You know, six only 16 of his 41 touches were inside the attacking third. Lud and Ray both passed for less than 70%, 67.8 and 67.9, I think we're respectively for the two. Mm-hmm. Um, they only had 30 passes that moved forward over 10 yards that was far less than new york red bulls um yeah oh they yeah. had a uh, ray by the way only had three passes progressing forward over 10 yards and then um amaria ended up having the highest expected assist rate wow your strikers should not have the highest expected assist no. rate <laughs> well, and we- then and then Ray had the highest expected goal rate, which again yeah. shouldn't be happening. Well, should yeah, we because he had, like we said, he had two just goals right. and opportunities. We, so your his expected goals isn't going to be on those two attempts. You wouldn't say his expected goals xG would be two, but it would be maybe one point seven five. Maybe that's too high, but he those were just huge. Should opportunities. we should we talk about Ray a little bit, guys? Because I well, I what I I've seen what I've seen and what I've seen this year is that Ray, his attitude is to try to do too much. It's right? always been to try to do too much. Well, but he had – now, David, he had moments in the past. It, where he had moments in the first couple he, games. Where in, in the past. Now, that he actually made another pass or didn't try to deke out or nutmeg somebody to make another pass to make a, make a goal, right? So – I'm seeing kind of the progression of Ray into this trying to become a superstar, right? And he's not kind of thinking about the other things he can do to become a better player. He's thinking about things he can do to become a better superstar player, right? Yeah. You know, and exactly to that point, Tony, Mm -hmm. I see so many people pointing out that Ray has – you know, this many drip completed dribbles, this many yeah. nutmegs. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? You can dribble around the entire team, but if you're not actually playing with the rest of your teammate teammates, it's not going to do shit unless but, you're putting it in the back of the net. Remember, we, did, we went through this before on this team with a guy called Darwin Quintero. Mm-hmm. DQ was like that. Remember it now? Exactly. We love DQ when he came here because he was scoring goals and just doing everything he possibly could. But then when it came to being a team player, he he, 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 he shut down. He shut right. down. The fact that he wasn't starting in the U.S. Open Cup final tells you how much Adrian he thought of his play as a team player, right? Yeah. 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 And Darwin Quintero, Darwin my choice, my pick for uh... – MLS player of the week. I think he had a brace for Houston. Uh, I don't care. It's DQ. I mean, but the thing is, I can see. Just kidding. Of course. I can I can see Ray kind of going in that trajectory, right? 
And I I hate to say it, but somebody's got to come to Ray and say, dude, you can be a great, great all-around player if you just think before you make these different yeah. types of well, plays. Yeah, my, and you my, know, just trust what's going on around you. You know, we didn't ever discuss – you, Tony, you really briefly mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Ray had that amazing opportunity to score a goal, and he just yeah. – I don't even know what he did. He just kind of like he let it. He let it go. He let it go. Ta- he let it go. You talking about you talking about the first one? Because I mean, there was two. I mean, no, it was Amaria. Uh, I think it was the second one. Second. Uh, it was the it was the long long pass into him. He runs that was into the, the box. One. Yeah, yeah. And he just oh, no no no, of, no that was the first one where he never even got a shot off. Yeah, he, he never really to, got a shot. Right. He was trying I mean, to get it to his left foot and then got yeah, and yeah. he just fumbled it around and lost. Yeah. It. But the and second the second made no sense. The second, the second one, one, he gave up on that. He totally gave up. If you look at his face, there's a camera shot of his face going towards goal. He kind of just goes, all right, I'm going to get this goal. Bleh. Off my left foot. Bleh. Again, he's a young. He's young. A, I still trust him. I still trust he can fix oh, 100%. his problems. But yes, at this point, He's doing more harm yeah. than good. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, before we go, I mean, first of all, I, I think this game was by far his worst of the three so far. Oh, I sure. don't think, yeah. I don't, yeah, everybody would agree with that. So I think he kept an obvious, but I mean, I don't, the first two weren't that bad. And honestly, I, I my worry level over him and his performance for the rest of the year, assuming he stay, stays healthy is, is quite low, honestly. And I, I think that, connection with armria is only going to grow i really believe that i mean i hope so i don't think though i don't know that it's a connection issue no i think it's a he wants to do more than he needs to do and And i go and i go back to what tony said about darwin that was the same thing with darwin he refused to share the limelight and i have a very strong feeling that Ray is the exact same way. He wants to be the man mm-hmm. and he wants to be the guy that everyone thinks about when they you, think about Minnesota United. I, I get it. I get it. And it's interesting that like Armaria, you're right. I mean, David, you brought it up with the, the most, um, would you say attempted or expected assists uh, was right. from Armaria. And like, there was a couple, at least one case um, in this game that just sticks out there. There's probably a couple. And then throughout the first couple few games, you know, you can see Armaria trying to get the ball to Reynoso. Yeah, I mean, him, you know, your striker is trying to put the ball back to ten, and if it works out, it looks beautiful. Um, yeah, so that, that was my one point. And then, real quickly, um, my other point though was though when Armaria did get his first goal for the club this year, finally, um, I don't know if there was anybody happier on that pitch than Reynoso. Yeah, when it happened. Other than maybe Armaria, of course, but right. So what I'm saying is two things is like, it's interesting that they are, maybe the team is trying to force, force it a little Reno, not just Reynoso, but maybe the team kind of they're sharing his feelings and, and trying to force a little bit much. And I mean, that all probably comes through Reynoso if he's, if he's forcing it. Um, but then other, but my other point was that I think that as from a, I, I don't see, a player that's ultimately incredibly selfish and trying to do everything for himself 
I do see, I think there's some genuine, you know, there was some genuine like joy when Armoria scored from Reno. I'm starting to, I'm starting to see that. Armoria. Before we get out of here, guys, I just want to make a quick, uh, talk quickly about this. Ray reminds me a little bit, and this is going to be sacrilegious. Uh, if you guys watched the, uh, the uh, documentary, uh, the uh, Last Dance, yeah, yeah, Cheryl Bowles, right? Yeah, great. So, if you haven't, you have to watch it. I mean, so, I'm not even a big basketball fan, but those. I'm a huge basketball, basketball fan, and and the, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Michael Jordan back when Michael Jordan first started on the league. He wanted to do everything for the Chicago Bulls. Okay, he wanted to be their top scorer. He wanted to win games for them, but they couldn't win games with just Michael doing it all himself. They brought pieces in to help him out. And it took him a while to understand that he didn't have to score 60 points a game for them to win the damn game and to win championships. It was a long progression from a rookie who believed that he had to do everything to a veteran who believed that there were certain key moments where he was going to step up and do what he needed to do, but he could rely on his teammates, Scottie Pippins, the Dennis Rodmans, the Steve Kerrs, the BJ Armstrong, whoever, to help him out with that. This is where Ray needs to get to, right? Ray needs to get from the point of, I don't have to do everything, to a point of, I can rely on my teammates to help me out. And I don't have to score all the goals. I don't have to get seven assists for a game. I can just do what I need to do, and we're going to win games. No, I, I agree 100%. And, yeah. you know, I think, Dave, you said that you're very, your worry level is very low. I'm at least a couple ticks above that. I mean, I'm not like outrageously worried, but I, I just see the progression of. We've seen this before. Though, yeah, We've seen I guess this before. Yeah, we have. But I, I think, yeah. And one thing I, I'm going to stick with very low, but I maybe it should be very low to low uh if i'm getting real specific because one thing i did see and you all you guys probably saw i think it was second half reynoso's yellow card where and we've seen this in other games where his frustration just seems to mount and mount and mount and i think he got a yellow card for just basically pushing you know blatantly pushing a a rebels player yeah and it was after i mean to be fair i mean it was after i think he got fouled and it wasn't called arguably i he might have been simulating as well it's hard it's just hard to say but bottom line he was very frustrated he got a frivolous yellow card and you hate to see that kind of thing where that frustration mounts especially if it starts progressing through multiple games but i mean as an optimist i guess the one thing you could say is well all it takes is one moment one assist one goal and reynos is back to reynoso so exactly right um you know quickly guys We've seen this before in other uh, sports, NBA especially, and soccer. There's always guys who come out like gangbusters like Reynoso who don't make the next level. They flame out after a couple years. And it's crazy, too, because they're outrageously talented. Outrageously talented, but they can't make the next step, David. That's, That's the problem. They can't get out of their own heads. And I would hope that Ray is not that type of person, but we'll see what kind of assistance he gets from uh, the head coach, from Adrian Heath, from players he plays with. It also hurts guys too a little bit that Ozzy Alonso is no longer here. 
because yeah. I think Ozzy was kind of that calming. No, nope. hey, that was a know? good question. I, uh, that was a good question brought up on the post loons last night um, from Soda Soccer, I should say, but uh, po- presented by Soda Soccer post loons. And they a listener had brought up the question: Do you miss? Do you miss Ozzy Alon? Or do we miss Ozzy? And I mean, they th- th- those guys um, they you know they replied, well, of, of course we do. Short and that's a short answer, but I mean, you know, I, I look at it as like, yeah, of course you do, especially how key Ozzy ended up being for this club last year down the stretch when they needed him. Um, but you know, I look at it long term. I mean, he's he's long in the tooth, you know, he can't have that many more years in front of him, right? I mean, you got to have plans to move on. And, and yep. let's uh, let's just go to the next uh, thing here, guys. Let's go to predictions for next week's game against San Jose. It's here. Uh, is the return of the sniper? Mm-hmm. It's 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 Jan Grigas and the return, be... the return of Kelvo. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of a cool game. I wish I could be there too. I'm not. I'm going to be out of town that I'll, night. Um, I won't be there. Um, what are you guys thinking? Let's start with uh, let's start with Dave. What are you thinking, Dave? Oh wow. Um, I, I think I said this. Uh, well, I to be uh, again to be fair, I predicted a loss at the at the Rebels, and but what I'm yeah, I did. I think I was the only one out of the four of us that predicted a loss. I think I said three two. But what was consistent with all of our predictions for the Red Bulls games was multiple goals being scored. No, hold on, hold, hold on. I don't think that was the case. I believe oh. you go back. I believe at least one or two of us said one nil. Oh really? Was it? Did you? Mm-hmm. I was I thought I was getting excited. Maybe it was just the last couple of predictions because I thought at least a couple of you guys picked uh, like three goals, two goals. And I, I, I don't even remember th- what I picked. Only, anyway, only, you, okay. only you, Dave. I won't drag this on. Bottom, my bottom line was I, even in the loss uh, that I was predicting against the Red Bulls, so glad. And I told you guys, too, at that time. I'm always wrong. And so, you know, I and I, you know. I need to bet on the opposite of what I think is going to happen, but I guess what my, what I'm getting at yada, yada is that I think this is going to be a big game for Minnesota coming back home after facing a a really kind of gauntlet in the first season or the first three games of the season against uh, Philly and Nashville and and New York Red Bulls. Um, You're coming home to a team in San Jose, which was a bit up in the air. I mean, they had a couple of acquisitions. I'm so glad we'll, we get a, people will get a chance to see Jan Gregis back and then, you know, Calvo. That's it's just, that's just kind of fun. But I mean, bottom line is, you know, talk about teams that have not had a good start to the season. San Jose is not, I mean, they, I think they got a, they have a point, but they've lost two games in three in three so far. And, and they are not scoring, I mean, they've scored four. I'm looking at the standings here. They've scored four goals, but they've given up eight goals. And so this is the game, and I've said it. I said it last week, and I think the week before. I, I think this is going to be a good result for Minnesota. I think I'm going to go I'm going to go 3-1 Minnesota, because I, and, and I'm begging for three goals uh, from Minnesota. Yeah. I don't care how they come. I would love to see a Reynoso goal. Right. I'd love to see right. a Bongi goal. All right. Uh, but I'm predicting right. 3-1. A big win for Minnesota at home against right. a struggling San Jose club. Right. I'll go next because mine is going to be very simple. I'm going to say 4-0 Minnesota. Because oh, mm. I just think we come in and uh, you know, I'm getting crazy right now because I just think we're home. San Jose, Calvo is on the pitch. Calvo's going to make a bunch of and, mistakes. 
And as you're talking, Tony, I'm going to look up the weather for, but I think you would assume it's going to be, be better nice. for next Saturday. Nice. Much better than, than uh, last weekend's home opener. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's pretty right now. Uh, games, by the way, 7 p.m. Allianz Field on Saturday the 19th. Uh, the predicted temperature for that start is roughly 50 degrees. So yeah, certainly better than the week before. So Calvo will screw up at least three times for three different goals. That's my prediction. David, go ahead. Uh, ditto on everything that Dave said. I think San Jose – they're, they're an interesting team. I mean, I, I think that Almeida is on his way out and he's just trying to get through the season. That's true. They they did bring in some pieces that may or may not work, specifically young Gregush. Um, you know, he's obviously already had at least two assists um, in this season. Um, hmm. Calvo is the wild card. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not confident that he's going to screw up. Um, especially against Minnesota, I think. Um, I think we're in desperate need of goals, so yes. I am going with three nil. All right. I think we're going to get another clean sheet. I think I don't care who it is in goal. Um, I think it's going to be a clean sheet. Uh, we we're really confident in defense. I mean, honestly, as Greeter pointed out, all those different um, variations and the in those back six, we have just nailed it. Um, and it'll be a, a huge plus if we can at least get one or two of those guys back. You know, gas. I, I, I don't want. I don't want anybody back. I just want. What do you mean? I I, just, I don't want to see Chase back. I don't want hmm. to see Romaine back. You want to see the same I don't want to see DJ Taylor back. I want to see O'Neal Fisher. I want to see DeBossi. Mm. I want to see Voxel. Yes. MLS veteran O'Neal. Yeah, and I want to see Kelman. Okay. Yeah. That would be okay. that would be my preferred four. But right. you know, I mean I, I don't think who well, it doesn't matter. Whoever's back there, I think we're gonna need a clean well, sheet. What I, I mean is gonna be braced for Amaria. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Bold prediction. I love it. But I mean, yeah, I just hope we get whether it's O'Neill Fisher or Metnir or Debassi, I just hope we get some of those uh you know backline regular starters back if it's not all of them. So yeah, but I mean one- I'm I'm really worried that Chase is gonna start. Mm-hmm. Um and it I don't mean that as a dig to Chase. I just I don't well, think we need him. Maybe not. Maybe not the way that that we've I mean the, the loons have given up what two goals over three games. Yep. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, uh, Heath has has done that before, so maybe we won't. Maybe the changes won't be so dramatic. I mean, I quite frankly, I, I hope we don't have to see Dotson and at right back. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, I yours too. You know, and that's the not, thing. Like, and he didn't that's have why terrible... I just don't want to see. My main thing is I don't want to see the back four we had last night. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I, they they held it together. They succeeded. But we got a clean sheet because of Dane St. Clair. We didn't get a clean sheet because of the back four. That's right. Uh, one thing I want to bring up uh, as we're talking about San Jose is it's uh, interesting that just looking at their their results, I mentioned they had you know a draw in, in, in their first three games. But should I want to point out that their first three games are kind of similar to ours in the sense, different, of course. But their first their opener was a home. Their first game was a home opener. They actually played the Red Bulls, lost three uh, one. I believe Caden Clark had a hand in that. Um, 
defeat for San Jose. I could be wrong, but then they they drew they drew the probably their best game of the year was a three three draw at home to Columbus. Mm-hmm. But then and then what I'm getting at is another familiar opponent as far as Minnesota and San Jose are concerned. They also played Philadelphia only in reverse. They played Philly in their third game at Philly and lost two nil. So we have two kind of we. The Loons played the Red Bulls um, on the road and managed a 1-0 victory, whereas San Jose lost at home. And then um, Minnesota was able to at least come away with a point at Philadelphia where San Jose lost 2-0. So Nice. Some opponents. That's good, guys. Good. Uh, Quickly, guys, before we leave, uh, just a, a short, funny story. Very short. Because uh, it's about a guy who uh, tried to uh, sneak some reptiles uh, past Border Patrol. Um, and this is San Diego. This is why I picked this story, because uh, my family's in San Diego. A uh, man tried to slither past slither uh-huh, past U.S. border agents in California. had 52 guys, 52 lizards and snakes hidden in his clothing. We're not talking like backpacks or bags. It was on his person. No, it was on his person. <laughs> on his person. He was driving a truck when he arrived at the uh, San Ysidro. San Ysidro? Border no, cross. Uh, yeah, I know. I've yeah. been through there. If you drive from um, Vegas, to, I believe, I'll have to look it up after. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's the one he in was, between Vegas yeah. and uh, LA. <clears throat> he was uh, pulled over for additional inspection. Agents found 52 live reptiles tied up in small bags, which were concealed in the man's jacket, pants, pockets, and groin area. Mm. He had the reptiles in his damn groin. Uh, Nine snakes and 43 horned lizards were seized. Some of the species are considered endangered. And uh, yeah, he was a 30-year-old U.S. resident. I don't know if I try to sneak lizards or snakes in my pants across the border uh, guys i mean so horned lizards i get they're Wait. endangered yeah but what snake i didn't say i mean you can find the same snakes everywhere i mean yeah. even florida has snakes we have in minnesota i mean yeah, I yeah. quick quick correction tony what'd you say that border crossing yeah i think i i think i was messed up i was thinking the agri- agricultural He's- Isidro, Isidro, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Correction, I was wrong. That's not. Yeah. That's that's the one right at San Diego, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I think so. But again, guys, uh, he tried to sneak a pass in his clothing, uh, and, and the fact that it was in his you know, groin, groin area, which is disturbing to me. Uh, if uh, he didn't, if he didn't have to get out of his car for additional inspection, I think he had a shot, and that's probably might, what he was he thinking. Might. But as soon as you have to get out of the car with fifty-three lizards or whatever you said in your person, yeah, on your person, good luck. Yeah, how do you fit that many on your person? I don't. Get I've that. never tried. I mean, I mean, I've never tried that many. I, I've never, even, I've never even tried one. But I can't even contemplate this because the entire podcast I have been paranoid about the gecko that's inside our lanai oh and it, whether it might show its face tell him to eat the, the crap cricket. out of me Jeez, it should eat yeah. those crickets <laughs> yeah eat the crickets please i think the crickets are out he's in mm. the, is it is the gecko uh it might be i haven't yeah. caught i haven't caught an english accent yet, but. yeah but 
again, guys, I just, I'm just floored by 50, 53, yeah. 50, 52. I'm sorry, my bad. And how much are you going to make from this? Like a couple hundred bucks, maybe? Good question. I, mean, I have no yeah, idea. I don't know. I mean, it's not they... going for that. I mean, there was endangered species there, but who are you going to sell those pe- things to? Well, <laughs> so did they go into any detail as to what snakes they were? It just says nine snakes. I mean, there's not, I'm, I don't know, any endangered snakes in Mexico you bring across the border. I mean, what snake is in Mexico that wouldn't be in Southern well, California? And that would fit in a Ziploc bag. And I'm looking at the pictures right now. It's like, these bags are kind of huge. So he was wearing probably a winter jacket. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, seriously. so, I mean, this guy just looked suspicious. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, I mean, I don't want to get morbid, but it, it's like the, you always want to look for it's a hot day and somebody's wearing a black trench coat. You right. should be concerned, right? Right. I mean, right. Th- it, it seems like correct. This is kind of a guy that wasn't yeah. thinking quite no. straight. No. I bet he drank too much tequila in Tijuana, probably, and probably. had this crazy, outrageous, fantastic idea that he could make a boatload of money off of these lizards. Yeah, where did he get them from, though? That's my other question too. Maybe he tied these things up. Where did he get them from? Obviously, he's a dealer. I mean, right? Yeah. Seriously. I mean, it's just stupid. It's stupid. You know? Don't. This is why states like Florida have Burmese pythons all over the place. Because there are idiots Mm -hmm. who will buy a snake or a lizard that doesn't belong in, in this case, California. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they get sick of them and they let them out and they well cause problems. It's the same reason why Minnesota has a lot of Packer fans. Is that the truth? They let them out. Stupid. No, that's they're just trying to breed out Minnesota. <laughs> I'm kidding. 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 It it was there. It was there. Sorry, it was. There. It was. I've been. All right, guys. Let's get out of here before we get out of here, guys. I do want to say uh, today is my. Father-in-law, Tom, who passed away a couple of years ago, it's his birthday today. Uh, our first our first fan, actually, this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Tom, I uh, wish you a great heavenly birthday. I had a couple beers for you tonight. Um, you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, no, other than to say, yeah, happy birthday, Tom. Thinking of, yeah, not just a first fan of, of the podcast. He was also one of the first, first guests, guests of the podcast. Yeah, he was the, one of the first guests of the podcast. Not because he really wanted to. <laughs> he didn't really want to well, talk he, about soccer. He made sure he got a little Vikings talk. Well, of, co- of course yeah. he did. Of course he did. Yeah. That works. I, again, I, 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 the Twins, we won't get into it. Twins made a bunch of trades this weekend. They did. I was waiting for text messages from Tom saying, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, which never happened because he's not here. Uh, but then, of course, uh, then uh, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, the uh, quarterback of the Vikings signed a new contract. I was waiting Walk for Tom, waiting for Tom to text me and be like, what, what the fuck are the Vikings doing? <laughs> you know, and then Aaron Rodgers signed a new contract. I was waiting for Tom and, to be like, and, what the fuck and, are the Packers doing? And David, yeah, both your clubs now, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, and then your second love, uh, you know, Tom Brady for your your hometown team, Tampa oh, right. Bay. And now sure. he's coming back. So I mean, you know, if anybody could make 
the creamsicle jerseys look cool, it would be Tom Brady. So by the are way, those boys, coming back next year. Yeah, I, so I thought they're coming back this year. They're actually oh, coming back at 23, 20. so you oh, may it. not be around for those. Hopefully you can make it two years then. Yeah, By the way, exactly. boys, the Tom Brady thing before we get out of here. Uh, it's interesting because three days before Tom Brady announced he was coming back to Tampa Bay, there were some huge bets made in Vegas on Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. Ooh. Somebody knew some inside information, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were 50- any of them made by a uh, GB? No. Female Fun- with the initials GB? Funny you say that, though, David, because mm-hmm. there was a bet made by somebody who has never bet with the, wherever they were at. I think it was Caesars before. And it was, I think it was a $50,000 bet. I bet it's Giselle. Probably maybe. Could be. Well, that'd be, 50, that'd be a 50, smart 50,000. 50, I mean, maybe it was a friend of Giselle's because I figure if it was Giselle, mm-hmm. she'd probably bet a lot, hell of a lot more than mm-hmm. that. But, you know, she seems pretty business savvy. It's the way it works, guys. The way it works. Mm-hmm. If I had known that he was coming back, I would have bet a couple hundred bucks, maybe. <laughs> no, maybe. So, uh, guys, good talk tonight. For myself, Tony, for Dave and David. We will talk to you guys in a week. See ya. All right.